Thanks, Jono. Well, it's already 6.58, <laughs> so a short sermon tonight. Uh, here we go. Let's get straight into it. I've got a photo here, King Charles. Uh, on the 6th of May, in a couple of weeks, about a month's time, uh, King Charles is going to make a procession from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey. And in Westminster Abbey, he's going to get a crown put on his head, some other uh, formalities and regalia as well. He's going to be anointed uh, by the Archbishop of Canterbury, and he will be formally proclaimed the King of England. He already is, but this is the formal part of of that declaration. It's called a coronation ceremony. And what he's going to do is he's going to make a procession before he arrives at Westminster Abbey. He's going to make a procession uh, from the uh, Buckingham Palace there. And actually, when Queen Elizabeth did it, she went right through the streets of London. It was about a, a six-mile journey. He's not going to do quite as long, but uh, along that procession, there's going to be crowds lining the streets, celebrating their king, the king of the United Kingdom, King Charles. And uh, processions, these coronations and these processions, it's an ancient tradition, started a long, long time ago. And the reason why kings... Uh, not so much anymore. The United Kingdom is, in fact, is, is one of the last remaining uh, Western nations, at least, that do this. But the reason why these began is that kings wanted to stamp their authority, wanted to make a mark against, uh, you know, any other comp- competing claims that there might be to the throne. This was a declaration, I am the king. I am in charge. I have authority to rule over this particular kingdom and this particular land. And uh, we've been in this series, The Kingdom of God. Tonight is Palm Sunday, or today is Palm Sunday. And uh, tonight, we're going to read the passages about Jesus' procession. So Jesus made a procession. He's the king of the kingdom of heaven. He was bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And as the king, just as King Charles is going to make a procession in a few weeks, Jesus made a procession into Jerusalem where he was going to be coronated and lifted up as king. And so we're going to read those verses together in John 12, 12 to 16. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things has been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Jesus, the king of heaven, makes his kingly procession uh, through the streets into Jerusalem on a donkey. Uh, a donkey, you know, in, in this particular time was like the, the runt of the litter. If you're going to come as king, don't come on a donkey. Come on a horse, come on something majestic, and don't just come by yourself. Don't just come sitting on a donkey by yourself. Come with some military If you've got authority, if you've got power, let everyone know. Make a big deal out of it, you know what I mean? Like, how weak does he look just sitting on a donkey? He he had a, you know, they're putting their coats out. I mean, their coats? 
Where's the swords? Where's the power? Um, it's actually pretenders that need to try and convince everyone of their authority and their power. Uh, I don't know whether uh, you haven't. I hope you haven't. You haven't had your identity stolen before. Uh, I don't know whether you ever had those moments where the people ask you for your identity. You know, they say, oh, we just need to validate that you're Matthew Sweetman. And I'm thinking in my head, trust me, I'm Matthew Sweetman. <laughs> I can guarantee you that is who I am. <laughs> Why? Because I know that I'm Matthew Sweetman, you know? As in, like, there probably, there actually is another Matt Sweetman in Brisbane, mind you, if you're listening online. Great to know that we have the same name. But uh, you know what I mean? Uh, they're talking to me and they're saying, you know, can you please provide your license and your Medicare card and your passport just to prove that you are who you are? And I'm thinking, I am who I am. Like, I know who I am, but that's okay. I just rip it out of my wallet. Here's my license. Here's my Medicare card. And uh, it's easy. It's really easy. I don't need to make a big show. It's not hard at all. If someone's trying to rip my identity, they have to work really, really hard. Pretenders are the, one who have, are the ones who have something to prove. If you're peddling a lie, you've got to work really hard because it's not the truth. And so the person trying to steal my identity, they got to buy the $1,000 machine that cuts fake licenses. they got to go onto my Facebook, go to all that effort of stalking me, cut my photo out of somewhere on Facebook where I'm looking really serious, you know, for the license photo. Cut that out, paste that into the fake li- I, I've never actually done this. I'm assuming this is how they do it. I can guarantee you, if anyone's listening online, I'm not ripping people's identity. Uh, I think. And then, you know, you gotta, they got to work out my Medicare digits somehow, print that on a card. Then the whole time they're sweating bullets when they go to the bank and they're pretending to me they are sweating bullets. Oh man, I really got to keep up, you know, keep up pretenses. A lie, if you are peddling a lie, it's effort, it's work. If it's the truth, it's easy. Easy. You just walk in and you say, well, I'm Matthew Sweetman, I rip out my wallet, here's my license, bang, but I'm not sweating bullets, that's who I am. I know the truth. Jesus rides in on a donkey. No show, no, you know, regalia, no big military. Maybe, maybe there's something to that. Very quickly, we've got to race through this because we don't have a lot of time. Jesus is actually the second king to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. I don't know whether you knew that. I didn't actually know that until I, I looked at these passages. About, uh, I don't know how many thousand years, many thousand years earlier, there was another king of Israel that rode into Israel, the exact same route that Jesus did, and he rode in on a donkey. Uh, we can go to that story, it's in 1 Kings, we got the verses very quickly on the screen. 1 Kings 1, verses 1, 5. Uh, just to set the scene a little bit, David is the king of Israel, and David's about to die. He's been the the second only king of Israel. David's about to die. He had lots of sons. And one of those sons, David had said, would become king. His name was Solomon. Uh, And he made that announcement, and everyone just laid out. And so you can tell in that moment, when the king's away, there's kind of a bit of a vacuum of power in that moment. And so David is about to die. And just as he's on his deathbed, one of his other sons, not Solomon says this, this is what we read in 1 Kings 1, 5. Now Adonijah, who was a son of David, whose mother was Haggith, 
put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. How interesting is that? Adonijah put himself forward and said, I will be king. He assumes authority by himself. It doesn't come, it's not, he's not anointed, it's not given to him by the true authority, by King David. He just says, I'm gonna step in here to this power vacuum and I'm gonna take authority and I'm gonna become king. And because he's a pretender, Adonijah has to keep up appearances. He has to work hard. So he he runs 50 men ahead of him. If we pick up verse nine, it says this, Adonijah then sacrificed sheep, cattle, fattened calves at the stone of Zoloth near Enrogel. He invited all his brothers, the king's sons and all the royal officials of Judah, but he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benaiah or the special guard or his brother Solomon. Adonijah says, where's the king? He's missing, I'm stepping in. I don't have the authority to do this, but I give myself the authority to do this. He believes that he can assume the kingship for his ends and his purposes, but you know what? It isn't true. It's a lie. As much as Adonijah seeks to convince himself, to convince everyone else, He has the big king's procession. He makes a big showing, a big effort. It's just not true. He's he's not the king. When we are trying to, when when something's not actually true, when we're living from a false place, it is so tiring, so tiring. Effort, effort, effort. Keep things up, work hard. Because we're just, Pitting ourselves against what is true. You, you, you can't. You're perishing. It feels like you're perishing. Even whilst he believes and seeks to take the kingship for himself, he's actually a subject of the true king. A couple of uh, the people, in fact, that Adonijah didn't invite to the big procession that he put on, his big celebration, those few names, they go to King David. He hasn't quite died yet. They said, did you know Adonijah's trying to take the kingship? David's quite upset about this. And he says, no, Solomon's the king. Solomon is the one who's, who my authority, who my mantle is, is resting upon. This is what we read in verse 32. King David said, call in Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, son of Jehadiah. When they came before the king, he said to them, take your Lord's servants, in other words, my servants with you and have Solomon, my son, mount my own mule. Take him down to Gihon. That's the exact path that Jesus comes in. There have Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and shout, long live King Solomon. Then you are to go up with him and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. And, that, and we read that is what happened. So Zadok the priest, it's not on the screen, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the son of Jehodiah, the Kerithites and the Pelethites went down and had Solomon mount King David's donkey. And they escorted him to Gihon. Zadok the priest took the horn of oil and the sacred tent and anointed Solomon. Then they sounded the trumpet and all the people shouted, long live 
King Solomon. He rides in on a donkey. Why? He has authority. He didn't try and take the authority for himself. He has been given authority from someone higher than him who is the true authority. And so he doesn't need to work. He doesn't need to pretend and and put effort, self-effort in. You see, Adonijah is working from a place of self-generated power. I'm, I'm gonna step in and take life for myself here. Solomon rests. The power is given to him from above. Authority given to him. He receives the word. He knows the truth. And so he rides in. He doesn't even need to take on Adonijah. He doesn't go in and say, Adonijah, you're not the rightful king. No, no, he just comes in. This is what's true. Truth is power is ease. There is truth in the world. There is a truth about your life. There is a truth about my life. There is a reality that is unshakable, unmovable, eternal, unperishing. Jesus rides in on a donkey. He's not coming into Jerusalem to fight. This is really important. Jesus is not coming in to pick a battle with evil, fight it, and defeat it. That's not what he's doing. At the cross, Jesus actually proves that evil is the lie. It has no power. It's a delusion. It's a shadow. It's... It's not actually real. It has no substance. He's he's coming in on a donkey and it's just truth coming in. And as the truth comes in, the darkness just flees. It's gone. It doesn't exist. It's it's like it never existed because it never did. Jesus comes in and the principle of the lie that is believed is is that let's take authority for ourselves. That's the principle of Satan. It's the principle of evil, that I generate my own life, that I live according to myself. That's the lie that Jesus is coming to drive out. He, He sits on this donkey. He doesn't need to work. He knows the truth. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He's not proving himself. Jesus comes in and says this to Caesar or to Caesar's representative. You know what he says? You would have no power over me unless it was given to you from above. You see, the whole time that Adonijah is, is seeking to take self-authority. It's actually a lie, it's a delusion. The whole time that he thinks he's king over Israel, he's not. Solomon is at that very moment that Adonijah's riding in with the king's procession. He's actually a subject of Solomon. Jesus rides in on a donkey and he says, there's this competing claim to my throne. Satan says that he's the ruler. He's not. Jesus comes in to drive out the lie. A lie has power 
only as long as it's believed. In the 1970s, there was a whole series of banknotes that were fake that circulated throughout the Australian economy. And for a period of time, people were actually trading these and using these banknotes to buy things. And in that sense, they had power, you know what I mean? And then one day, this got discovered. Someone held up the real note to the fake note. And they said, hmm, there's something wrong here. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you could be having 10 $50 notes on Thursday and you go out and buy whatever, you know what I mean? You buy a new TV with 10 $50 fake dollar notes. And on Thursday, they held power. And then Friday, when someone holds up the true banknote to all these fake banknotes that you news, how much are they worth? Zero. They're not even worth the, the, the price of the paper that you, that you printed the fake note on. You know what I mean? Evil is a lie. It's a shadow. It's a delusion and it will last only as long as the... Tr- uh, it will last only as long until the truth comes and drives it out. Jesus is coming in and these forces that, that think they have authority, the Pharisees, the, the, the rules of the world, they think they have authority and they say, I know, let's kill him. We'll take his life. You know what Jesus says? No one takes my life from me. I lay it down and I take it back up again. You know what? No, they didn't kill Jesus. Jesus laid down his life. They're working according to the earthly principle of power like Adonijah. They, they work on the, on the assumption that they're their own. I'm gonna come in and take authority here and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Let's kill him. Jesus says, earthly principles are weak. I don't live according to these principles. You think I'm alive because I'm breathing and conscious and and have a a body. I wanna tell you, I don't live because of that. I live because God says so. Flesh will fail. The word of the Lord will stand forever. So I don't need to protect myself. I ride in on a donkey. No one can harm me. I know the truth. Jesus said the truth will set you free. No need for working, no need for effort. Jesus does not come in to, win, to, to, to fight a battle with evil. He comes in and he shows that evil is a fraud, a lie, that it doesn't exist. And as the truth comes, it drives out the lie. At his coronation, Jesus, tonight we're thinking about the procession as he rides in on the donkey, but the coronation is the exact same principle everyone's looking at him lifted up on the cross and they're saying, well, if he was really the son of God, he'd bring himself down. I mean, why would you ever let yourself die? Jesus is saying, this is not my life. My life is hidden in the heavens with God. You think this is my life? It's not. I have a secret source of power that you know nothing about. Jesus submits himself to the lie. He actually comes into the darkness And he submits himself to it. Why? To show that it's a false thing. Colossians 2.15 says that Jesus came to expose the rulers of the world, those that, that held people captive as they believed the lie. He's come to show the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus raises himself up from the dead and he says, I am. 
No one takes my life from me. I lay it down and I take it back up again. A lie has power over us only as long as we believe it. And so as we finish tonight, we might be thinking to ourselves, well, we would never be so presumptuous as Adonijah to to seek to claim authority over a nation. But I want to ask us the question, by whose authority do we do what we do in our lives? And maybe we say, well, my own authority. It's, it's my life after all. This is me. I'm Matt Sweetman. I'll do, I'll do whatever I want, I suppose. Or is it? Or is it your life? Do you want it to be? That's, a, that's an interesting question. Do we want it to be ours? If you want it to be your life, who looks after you when you can't look after yourself? As you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What if we've believed a lie? What if the truth is that you are really a son of God, a daughter of God? Are you alive because you're living and breathing and conscious or are you alive because God says so tonight? See, if you live according to earthly principles, according to the principles of I am my own authority and, and I, will, I will live according to how I want to live and believe that version of reality, the scriptures say that you will find yourself perishing Jesus isn't coming in on the donkey arrogantly saying, I know the truth. You know, no one can touch me. Do, do what you will. That's not, the, that's not the way that he rides humbling in on the donkey. He's coming in on the donkey to show us the truth. Us who have been held by a lie. The truth that will set us free. Adonijah, when King Solomon comes and it's proclaimed, he rides in on the donkey, he, he shows what is true. Adonijah, understandably, begins to get very, very nervous. I mean, he's just effectively tried to take the kingdom for himself and then the truth comes. And Adonijah kind of goes weak at the knees. If you, if you want to go home and read what happens there, it's kind of like, oh man. And... Perhaps, perhaps if we think about our own lives and we say, hang on, I've been, it, I've been thinking that this is my own, that I do what I want here, that I run my own life. And then something comes. We, see, that's why we don't wanna hear the truth. But it's okay, the truth is coming with mercy, with forgiveness, with grace. He does not hold our sin against us. What he wants is for us to know the truth, to believe the truth to no longer believe the lie, to no longer live according to the lie. Don't understand yourself to simply be here on earth 
as according to human principles, that you're just a human in charge of your own life, a cosmic accident born however many years ago to a mother and father of human flesh. Do not buy into this lie with that, that, that you have free reign over how you will live because you have autonomy. It's simply not the truth. You will end up in a place of perishing. There's a psalm that says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. See, Solomon, he needed an investure from David. David said, you have authority, my son. My hand is on you. This is the truth. We need someone higher than us. I, I need someone higher than me to come and say, this is the truth. I heard Katie in the pool talking about seeking to fit in at school. I, rem- I relate so much to that. I remember myself, you know, in those early years of high school and I was trying to keep up appearances, trying to fit in, trying to say, hey, I have authority to be here. I have a right to be here. It's so hard. It's so draining. It's so tiring. Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Believe on me. Take my yoke upon you. Jesus says, I am the Son of God. He says, believe on me and you too will be born again of God, not of human will. Be born of God, a son, a daughter. This is the truth. This is the truth. Will we believe the lie or the truth? This is why Jesus came and gave his life to show up the lie. And so let's pray tonight. Let's pray. Uh, We heard it, I think, uh, Jonah read that verse from Ephesians. In Christ, in Christ. Baptized into Christ. not of our own doing. Nothing that we do that that gets us to be in Christ. At the start of 1 Corinthians, it says, of God, you are in Christ. We don't place ourselves there. God has done this work. So tonight, I just wanna pray. Let's pray now. Father, for any Lord, and, and to some extent, Father, I, th- I think all of us are, are coming gra- into greater truth, greater and greater truth. And so, Lord, tonight I pray your truth would come and destroy the lie. Something that maybe has ho- held power over you for years and years and years and years and years. You've been trading in fake money. The truth can come in, the light can come in in one moment break the lie all the past gone maybe it's you know you you believe that you're a sinner that God could never forgive you that is a lie that is a lie let the word of God come in and destroy the lie here tonight all all evil all all sickness all death death is going to be done away with it's in the darkness the truth is coming the light is coming He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Father, reveal yourself. The kingdom of heaven coming now. King of heaven, you have been enthroned. You you proceeded on the donkey and then you were lifted up to defeat the lie 
to show it up. You rose again. And as we read in Acts 2, 36, therefore let all Israel, let every man, let every woman be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. We are in Him tonight. Let us believe. Let us have faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna stand and sing that song that we sung just a little bit earlier. And I wanna invite you tonight. I, I felt in particularly, um, if, you're, if you're wanting to receive healing, if you recognize there's a lie in your life, particularly if it's, if it's we heard in the pool about sickness, sickness or disease, malfunctioning of the body in some sort, come and receive prayer and let the truth drive out the darkness. Let's stand together and respond and pray together. You come forward if you want to. People would love to pray for you or get someone to pray for you next to you as well. Let's just rejoice. There's a ruler, there's a king. His name is Jesus. He's undefeatable. There is no other. God is all in all. Let's celebrate that truth tonight.
opportunity just to, to come down the front for prayer um, but the, just feel real prompting to give an opportunity for you to surrender your life to Jesus and maybe you're in the, the furthest corner or maybe you're in the corners and the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you tonight and you never knew that there was a God who pursued you who loves you, who wants to take you from being spiritually dead and making you spiritually alive, who wants to pour out His love upon you and begin to show you new life. Maybe you've been battling with all these different things in your life and you think, maybe if I get this area sorted in my life, then I'll feel contentment. Or maybe if I get this area of spirituality sorted, then God would love me. This is what Matt was talking about. It's come just as you are and let the Spirit of God transform you. You cannot transform yourself. It's only through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And so would you be willing tonight not to worry about who's to the left or to the right, but actually go, Jesus, I want to accept your forgiveness and I invite you into my life and I want to experience the life-changing power from those testimonies that I heard. If that is you, maybe just with all eyes closed, just, just briefly before we wrap up. I'm not going to point you out or do anything awkward. I just want you, between you and God, if you want Jesus to come and forgive you and set you free, will you put your hand up and say, Jesus, I want you. Will you do that boldly right now across this auditorium? Just put it up briefly. Hold it up, yeah. Any other hands? Don't be shy in these moments. Yeah, any other hands? Will you say this prayer with me? Jesus, please forgive me for going my own way. I ask you to come and forgive me of my sin. I ask that you'll be Lord and Saviour of my life. And I ask that by your Spirit's power that you will change me 
and renew me that I may become more like you. I come just as I am and I receive your forgiveness. I receive your grace in no other name but Jesus' name. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those that just responded through that time as well? I just want to say that as well, if you want to talk to anyone or you want to know any more about Jesus, make sure you do that. Come and chat to us as well. If you want to get connected in, come and chat to us. Connect groups, come and chat to us. We'd love to do community with you. But we can go, let's hang out. The, uh, the Welcomers Lounge is open as well, but make sure you spend time doing life together as a community. God bless and see you next Sunday.